0: It's the Michelle the Trainer Show, with With your your host, Michelle Michelle the Trainer. trainer. Michelle the Trainer. MTT MTT is is Michelle Michelle the Trainer.
1: Aloha, and welcome to episode 25 of the Michelle the Trainer Show. Today's very special guest star is Dr. Gloria Miele. Gloria joins us for an interesting interview about mindfulness for laser focus and productivity. Mindfulness is now being implemented at Google, Salesforce, and Pixar, for example. Gloria Miele, Ph.D. is a leadership development and executive coach, trainer, and speaker who uses a strengths-based approach to bring out the best in leaders and their teams. She has a Ph.D. in clinical psychology and is on the Columbia University faculty. Ideas shared are her own. We can find Gloria online at www.strongerleader.com. Additionally, Gloria has done a TED Talk here in Ojai, California, titled, What I've Learned About Being a Girl Scout. Be sure to check it out. I hope you enjoy Gloria as much as I do. I've known her a long time. She is fantastic. Have a great day. Aloha! And welcome to the Michelle the Trainer Show. I'm Michelle the Trainer. You knew that. And today's very special guest star is a very good friend of mine, Gloria Miele, Dr. Gloria Miele. Welcome, Gloria.
0: Thank you, Michelle. It's so good to be here with you.
1: Now, Gloria is going to teach us something that I kind of don't want to (laughs) learn, but kicking and screaming, she is going to teach us about mindfulness for laser focus and productivity, which does interest me. So, Gloria, take it away.
0: All right. Well, I really appreciate that you're going with the resistance, Michelle, because that says a lot about you. Being I got to do the un- uncomfortable learning, you know. It's good. It's, it's good. A lot of times people hear mindfulness, they roll their eyes, kind of like you are doing. I'm totally rolling my eyes. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's, it seems very woo-woo and airy-fairy and what is this thing that everybody's talking about? But the thing about mindfulness is that there's a tremendous amount of science and research backing up the very powerful effects of mindfulness on increased focus and productivity. And I went to a two-day training at Berkeley in November. Uh, you know, I'm a clinical psychologist, so I've been... You know, looking at things like this in the field for a number of years. And there's this conference on mindfulness in the workplace. At Berkeley, they're doing all kinds of amazing research with functional magnetic resonance imagery and and all kinds of activities to really look at how mindfulness affects the brain. And so we're gonna let's talk a little bit about what is mindfulness, why it's important, a little bit about this science, because as a psychologist, I'm interested in science. And I know that your tech people who listen to this are interested in the data. We are a pack of geeks. We are. Yeah, yeah. you know, I'm a (laughs) geek too. Uh, That's part of our bonding, I know. Um, And then what are some practices that you can do to, uh, to integrate mindfulness into your daily life? So first of all, mindfulness is Basically this, the awareness that arises from paying attention on purpose in the present moment without judgment. Now that's a lot of different things, but the important part here is awareness. So it's really focusing attention through awareness, doing that on purpose, not just letting your, letting your thoughts go wherever, but really focusing in and Focusing on that present moment, non-judgmentally. Now, ju- non-judgmentally is also difficult for people because we're always judging. Well, that's judging.
1: how people turn off, right? If you're sitting in a lecture and then you've all of a sudden you judge it and then you decided that you're going to mentally check
0: out. Absolutely. And then also we're constantly judging other people, but we're also constantly judging ourselves and the thoughts that we're having. Negative uh, self-talk negative self-talk it's all over the place so mindfulness can help us release that and get more focused and complete so one of the one of the one of the reasons that this really interests me is because of the amazing costs of stress in the workplace because stress costs employees employers about 300 billion dollars a year according to the world health organization 300 billion 300 billion dollars a year is the cost of employee stress and that's when people miss work when their healthcare costs are higher when they leave their jobs if somebody leaves a job you know it costs thousands of dollars to rehire and replace a good worker sure so these are all the different ways that stress can can cost companies big money. And so some of the giants in the tech field, we're talking Google and Pixar and SAP And recently, Salesforce came out and talked about this. They are all integrating mindfulness programs into the workplace. And they're not mandatory, but they are available for all employees. In fact, Google has an amazing program that always has a months-long wait list. Wow! And and a whole institute, it's called the Search Inside Yourself Leadership Institute, was developed based on this engineer – Uh, who had a mindfulness practice, saw the importance of it, and just came up with a course on mindfulness. It is the most popular thing to do at Google with huge waiting lists of people wanting to get in and this amazing leadership development program that has been established and foundation established because of it. So this is not, this is not the woo woo that you thought that you rolled your eyes at this is these are practices that are really creating bottom line results for these organizations 300 billion dollars I'm totally paying attention Totally. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So how can mindfulness help? We start developing mental skills that help us get really much more laser focus. They help us develop mental clarity, creativity. And, you know, as a tech person, you have got to be creative and innovative. It's always the next thing. And mindfulness clears the mind in a way that really can fuel innovation. In the workplace also uh, increases emotional intelligence, which is understanding yourself, understanding others and being able to control your emotion in a high stress environment obviously very important. Well, that fosters communication. That's huge. Absolutely. Also increases resilience, happiness, and overall well-being. So again, really awesome outcomes. So why is this so important? Well, there was a study at, I think it came out of Harvard. It did. It came out of Harvard University where they time sampled people. So you get some app on your phone and it'll ping you every once in a while and ask a few questions. And the questions were, what are you working on right now? And what are you thinking about right now? And those pings kind of happen on a random basis when people are working on projects. Well, they found that people are distracted and their minds are wandering 47% of the time. Wow. So almost half of the time when you're working on a project, your mind is somewhere else. So you could also imagine how that influences productivity. I mean, we, we are in such a distractible world these days with so many things demanding our attention. And as humans human beings, our minds wander. That's just the way it is. So mindfulness is a practice that can help you get that mind wandering a little more in check and maybe move more toward 40% or 30% so that your mind is wandering less, and your attention is focused more. And the research behind this is showing that the more people meditate and the more people practice mindfulness, those skills actually change the brain. They put the brain in a resting state that enables different kinds of thoughts, enables innovation, enables creativity, enables stress reduction. So these skills are, are showing changes in the brain structural changes in the brain and we know that the brain is changeable it's uh it's the concept of neuroplasticity right the brain is plastic it's malleable we can change it we didn't used to think that we thought that we were all screwed right that you <laughs> you get old your neurons die sorry no
1: no we can be lifelong learners we can do brain fitness we can you know meditation has definitely helped me Um, And it is a practice that helps uh, focus more so than, um, but I want to hear from you what, what you recommend as far as tools and practices and
0: any exercises. Definitely. So the thing that we are so lucky to have is our breath. The breath is with us all the time and can serve as an anchor for our attention. So if you're, sitting in a meeting, and you're feeling stressed out, you can just focus on your breath, focus on the feeling of the cool air coming in through your nose, and the warm, moist air leaving either your nose or your mouth.
1: Don't worry, you guys. We're not going to do that many breathing exercises. You're probably driving to work while you're listening to this. (laughs) I can
0: inflict this upon you in person if you want. You can call me later, whatever. But
1: anyway, continue. And I
0: I bet that every single person who's driving right now is also breathing. Well, we like breathing. (laughs) Breathing is good. (laughs) Breathing is good. Really good. Breathing is good. And there's been... Studies that show the more you focus on the breath and the more, so what what happens, right? Our mind wanders. And so a mindfulness practice is now we notice, oh, look at that. My mind is wandering. Let me bring my mind back to this activity that I'm doing. And that activity is breathing. Every time you reorient your attention, the parts of the brain that are activated when you are focused they light up and they get they are more activated and that's how the process works that you notice your mind wandering every time you bring your attention back to your breath or to uh an object that you're focusing on that you're looking at in your office. And it doesn't have to be something you're doing for an hour. It's five or 10 minutes. It could be even two minutes. But every time you bring your attention back, you are strengthening that part of your brain that is responsible for focus and self-control.
1: And that is really what allows us. I just wrote a business fundamentals book I haven't even told you about. But part of that is in order to finish, you have to focus. Really? I mean, if you like, let's say writing a book, for example, I mean, sometimes starting these projects are easy, but if you need to finish that book and get it onto Amazon, you have to focus to finish.
0: Right. Related to that, to really be able to focus to finish is that you have to take breaks to do that. Sometimes we think, oh, we just have to sit down and power through. And guys are notorious for this. I I used to work with a scientist who would almost fall out of his chair because he'd forget to eat. Like he would get so he would get so immersed in his data, he would totally forget to eat lunch and then, you know, he would completely run out of fuel. Now, I know, I don't have that problem. I don't forget to eat. <laughs> and, I see and-
1: I see sometimes adults do things like we we sort of learn this like the university, right? Stay up all night and study. Yeah. And people take this into their adult life. And sometimes, you know, the middle of the night, staying up all night, not fueling the body is not the most productive way to get things done. You're actually doing not your best
0: work. Exactly. And the research is showing more and more that we need to change the things we're thinking about. So if you're working on, on data, if you're crunching numbers, if you're doing analyses, then you need to take a break and use a different part of your brain. Because our brain, it's all energy. It's all chemicals and energy. It's what you eat and everything else. And so just like the fuel in your gas tank, if it gets depleted, you're going to run out. And so you need to look at things in different ways. Maybe you check your email, maybe you take a walk. Maybe you go back to that data, but that's going to keep different parts of your brain fresh that that are in charge of different things so, if so you were
1: mentioning apps are there apps that help us are they time management
0: apps or are they mindfulness apps or there are some there are some fantastic mindfulness apps out there uh, one of them is and some of them are free some of them are monthly fees a lot of them if there is a fee there will be you know a week or a 10 day or a 30 day free trial so you can try it out one of them that I, th- I think you get a 10 day free trial, really excellent is called Headspace Headspace. I've heard of that. Uh huh. And that has guided meditation, usually 10 minutes long. Again, these are brief. It's not, you know, you you don't have to assume the position like a, (laughs) like a, you know, like a monk in a cave for days on end. It's you could do it for 10 minutes. I had taken a challenge on a website called e mindful actually met the founder of that website. Who was a former MBA Wall Street executive, who was a closet meditator and couldn't stand just couldn't stand the industry anymore, and went and took her MBA and created this amazing online program, E Mindful, and they have what's called the One Percent Challenge: fourteen minutes of your day, one percent, be more mindful. So that's another one. Another app is called Happify, uh, which is a popular. You, you see a lot of posts from them. People share a lot of posts on Facebook and such. Another one is called Insight Timer. And that one is cool because it shows you where people are using it all over the world. So it's like you're meditating with people all over the world, which is pretty cool. One of the one of the research centers that's doing this work that I mentioned at Berkeley, it's called the Greater Good Science Center, and they have a tremendous amount of resources on their website if you want to take a deeper dive into not only mindfulness, but the research on other positive psychology, positive emotions kindness altruism gratitude we're learning more and more that these kinds of positive emotions can make tremendous impact on our lives help us be happier healthier more productive more focused it's a whole it's a whole body mind body spirit thing so That's do you it.
1: have any tips is there anything else that we can do just bringing us back to the breath we can look
0: I will list these apps and links in the show notes. Great, great. Definitely focusing on the breath. The other thing, if you're in a work environment and you're talking to somebody is mindful listening. How often are you sitting there listening to somebody, but you're actually like going over your to-do to-do list or thinking about the next appointment you have? And we miss a lot of information. Oh, I think
1: that's very common. We back burner. What's happening right in
0: front of us. Right in front of us, totally. So mindful listening, and that is just really paying all of your attention to what the person is saying, not talking, not talking back, not commenting, not even asking questions.
1: It is like a time management thing as well, because you do become more aware that if you don't, (laughs) you need to say no to things if you really don't want to be there. Rather than being there and being mentally somewhere else, if it can be avoided. I mean, of course, in the workplace, sometimes we interact with people in situations that are not our choice. But, you know, we do have choices in this world. And if you know that you're going to be mentally somewhere else, why go?
0: Why go? And then also, I I totally agree with time management, because now you're sitting talking to somebody, you're not completely paying attention. You go back to your workspace and you're like, oh, I totally (laughs) forgot what they said. (laughs) And now you've got to circle back, or you spend a lot of time like really struggling, trying to recreate what was the person saying to me. I don't remember. I wasn't paying attention. That's the kind of stuff that we can start minimizing. That minimizes stress. That minimizes wasted time.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, if you're there for the first <laughs> for the first communication. Right. For the first class. You know. well. Yeah, it's really interesting. All right, I'm getting these links out on the website. And then
0: how do we find you, Gloria? I am online. Uh, my website is strongerleader.com. There you will find uh, blog posts and articles and resources and events around leadership, mindfulness, effective communication, and all of those, uh, and I'm going to do air quotes that you can't see, soft skills that really produce Uh, hard results. So that's where you can find me. You can reach me through email that way. I'm also on every social media channel, much to my dismay sometimes. And when I'm being really mindful, I shut it all down. And I really just focus on the one thing at a time because we are not good multitaskers, Michelle. It's the myth of our time.
1: It is. It is. But you have to be able, again, I, I'll share the book with you that I wrote. It's, it is a thing. I'm a polymath, right? You know that. And I have a lot of different interests. But you do have to know, you have to know your most productive time. Mm. You have to know when your most productive time of the day is. And that's yes. the time that I use to focus.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But, you know,
1: some people, if they're not, have a if they don't have a regulated schedule, if they're not getting enough sleep, like how can you identify what your most productive time is if you don't even have enough sleep, or if you have a varying sleep schedule. So you'll never really have a baseline to know. And it it all goes along with it. This is why the meditation, and I learned a lot of this from restorative yoga, which is a little bit more woo-woo than mindfulness. But I'm glad to see that this is coming into the workplace where they realize that, again, people if they can't, people have to focus to finish. Just like doing taxes, right? You have to focus to finish. If you're writing a book, you have to focus to finish. That's the painful finishing a project, right?
0: Yes, exactly. But the more you
1: practice, the better at it you get.
0: Exactly. And that's why they call it practice. But one caveat I just want to say is that while these... Are simple practices they really are not always easy because our mind is wandering almost half of the time, and we do have fourteen electronic devices on our person at all times, and there's all kinds of distractions all around us. so that's where the non-judgmental piece comes in. Like be gentle with yourself, give this a try again, simple, not easy. so something to remember
1: that's great
0: Uh, and that is why they call it practice because it does take practice
1: it does and again engineers we've seen the device and screen addiction for 20 40 years longer than everybody else but now everybody is distracted and that's what makes this very timely thank you so much gloria for coming on and for your time and for your knowledge
0: you are welcome it was my pleasure to be with you all right i hope to see you soon definitely thank you Bye. Find Bye. us at, at M I C H E L E the trainer.com. Read Michelle's blog posts at engineeringwellness.com. At M I C H E L E trainer on Twitter.